Trust in God and God will make your path straight. And in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. Coming in the night, speaking to Jesus in the dark. It's sometimes our journey with God that we travel in darkness and in worry and anxiety and we seek God and Jesus in those moments. Last week I spoke about the willingness and the conviction that we might want to have to change and to grow in the Spirit. I spoke about the idea that even before we make a list of things that we want to change, unless we have the willingness and conviction that we need to to change, that journey, that list of things that we put together won't make one difference to any change that we have. I know of so many journeys where I had beautiful lists. Indeed, when we were in, um, when I was in year nine, we had an art class and our art teacher asked us to use calligraphy to write a list of things that we would like to, this is in a Catholic school, to, cha- to write a list of things that we'd like to change for Lent. So we got all our calligraphy pens out and wrote these beautiful lists. Didn't have the willingness, didn't have the resolve to change things. So that list just kind of, was stuck in a book and followed me around for many, many years. We had a great time doing the list and we really enjoyed each other's company, but it didn't really make a change to me until one day I saw that list and started going, well, I'm in a space where I'm willing and I'm in a space where I'm committed to Jesus and now that list means something. And so I would encourage you to just check in about your willingness and your conviction to want to change. But today, I wanted to focus on the idea of what do, we have, what do we have our attention on as we move through Lent? Assuming, let's all assume that we are all willing and we are all committed and we have a strong conviction to changing this Lent. That's a great assumption to have, isn't it? That we're all on the same page. So if we have that conviction and we have that commitment... What do we focus on? Jesus says part of the focus for us is on the cross, that when Jesus is lifted, that's where our healing comes from and our our Saviour restores our, our connection with God and our relationship with God. But we need to lift our eyes higher than the to-do list or the changes that we have in our mind. We must never lose the idea that the focus of our life is faith. In the psalm today, we are called to lift our eyes to the hill. But even as we lift our eyes to the hills and mountains, or in these days, to the church steeples, or to the signs, or to ourselves in the mirror, or to do our Google search, to figure out what are the needs that we are struggling with, we will find those places unsatisfactory, as the psalmist does, Because the only satisfactory place where we can lift our eyes to is to our Lord God. When it comes to getting help for our spiritual growth and development, then the only hope that we have comes from our Lord God. And only our Lord God can ground us and give us a clear vision to help us achieve what we want to achieve. And yes, we might have a go and fall over. And our Lord Jesus puts out his hand and lifts us up again. And then we fall over again and Lord Jesus lifts us up and we dust ourselves off and we keep going 
through our journey. But the whole point of being willing and committed to a journey is that even when you stumble and fall, you get up, you dust yourself off and keep going. So I invite you to keep being willing and committed even in those moments where you might stumble and fall. As we travel forward during this time of Lent, the reality is that we don't want to lose our focus. We want to stay focused and we want to remain focused on changing and repenting and turning back to the gospel. I dare say it, but I don't think anyone really wants to live in a life of despair, anxiety, worry. I think we all would love to live in that space where the fruits of the Holy Spirit are prevalent in our lives. The peace, love, joy, compassion, kindness, the ability to have self-control in those tense moments. They're the things that we want, they're the spaces we want to live in. We don't want to feel helpless at the mercy of the winds of change around us. So I guess this week I'm inviting you to think about another word, intention or being intentional, having that intentional focus on the Lord, keeping our vision steady and on the Lord as we live our lives, knowing that our God doesn't intervene to stop whatever is happening around us, whether it be good or bad, God won't stop it, but he will be by our side, walking with us. And no matter what happens, whilst the problems won't be taken away, God will be right by our side, walking with us. So our focus remains God. God becomes the focus of our prayers and our worship and our desire to have God with us as we traverse life is something that is that should be our, a very important point. John's Gospel features many conversations in which Jesus takes time to have a face-to-face -face talk with those who seek the kingdom. And it's a great reminder for us as we come across people that we too need to take the time to speak our beliefs and our ideas. The, the value of a testimony is one of the greatest things that we can pass on. How, did, how does God work in your life? How did Jesus convict you? When you share that with those around you, that is where we find the truth of our relationship with God. And other people can find truth through your truth. And so Jesus isn't afraid of sharing what the, what the kingdom is like. And he does not hold back from sharing the nearness of God as, a, as an alternative to the world and the demands of the world. Nicodemus comes to Jesus in the dark, asking many questions about the deeds of power that he and his fellow Pharisees have seen Jesus perform. And as Nicodemus opens up the conversation with Jesus, we see that Jesus takes a point, takes some time to talk about a kingdom focus, a focus not on what Nicodemus wants to explore, but takes his focus into what God is there for. And so Nicodemus finds a new focal point. The psalmist leads towards the Lord God and asks us to shift our gaze from the hills to the creator and sustainer of life. Nicodemus leans towards Jesus and Jesus shifts his gaze from seeing himself as the source of miracles and the deeds of power and doing only that to seeing Jesus as the Messiah and knowing that the kingdom of God is at hand. 
and that Nicodemus must die to the world and be reborn in water and spirit. In this passage, the rebirth of someone who believes in the gospel is through water and spirit. It is only through rebirth and intentional focus on the kingdom and not the miracle of power and not the miracles and power of deeds but on the fact that Jesus died for us and his blood washes our sins that we get our greatest strength. If we do have a willingness and a conviction to go forward and to change what we are doing to repent and turn back to the gospel then we need to be aligned with Jesus at this point of leaving the world behind and having a focus on the kingdom. So at this point, I thought, well, what's, what's something that I can leave you guys? So, yeah, being an ex-school chaplain, I always like to leave a bit of homework and I like to give you guys activities to do during the week. So I thought there'd be no better focal point for us in this coming week than our baptismal vows. This was our entry point into the rebirth by water and spirit. And when we have our combined service for Sunday at St. Matthew's, we'll be having a renewal of vows on Resurrection Sunday. And so in the bulletin this week, I've put the questions that I'm going to ask on that day. So you can take those questions away with you and just have a look at what your responses would be. There are questions in there such as, do you turn in faith to Christ? Do you renounce all evil? Do you obey and serve the Lord? Do you continue to follow the apostles' teaching with fellowship and communion and prayers? Do you persevere in resisting evil? And if we fail to resist evil, do we immediately declare what we have done and repent to the Lord God? And so on and so forth. So what I'm asking you to do today before we get to Resurrection Sunday and I get my supercharged uh, Asperger and I start throwing water over you, um, I, do, I have this amazing one. I've put a, a super soaker into the, into the little head. So it really, it really when, you, when you get hit by that water, you really feel the spirit and water in you. So that, that's, a, that's something to look forward to on that Resurrection Sunday. But um, what I'm asking you to do before that is just to take this as a snapshot, a, a health check, a spiritual health check, just to take a few moments to read that list each and every day. And just see what answer comes to your mind. Don't, don't sit with it for too long. It, we know where we are with God. God knows where you are with him. So just read, do you turn, to, with, turn in faith to Christ? Yes or no? I know there are times when I say no. And there are times when I say yes. I know those times when I say no are based on fear and worry and wondering what the other person's going to think if I, if I start sharing things about Jesus. And then I sit with the Holy Spirit for a moment and I go, well, Rob, just, just be yourself. Just be who you are. Share things with your humour and grace and love for the other person. And all of a sudden, my life just seems to be great. So what I'm asking you to do is to dig a bit deeper. Are there times when you don't, don't turn to faith in Christ? Don't turn to Christ with faith, I should say. What might stop you from turning to Christ in faith? Are there times when you don't renounce evil? Do you obey and serve the Lord in everything? Or are there times when you kind of go, well, this sin's not quite a sin as much as this sin, so I'll, I'll kind of I'll worry about that first, and these ones I'll, I can take it easy on. 
And when I say sin, I'm not so much talking about a checklist of things that you do, but things that enhance your relationship with God and things that detract with your relationship with God. What stops you from living out some of these vows? So over the next little while, just keep that pew sheet handy. Pick one or two of those questions each day and just see what you do, see how your day goes. Catch those little moments that might answer that question and say, well, yeah, I didn't turn to faith in Christ then. What happened? Or I did turn to faith in Christ. How can I do more of it? How can I let that permeate every part of who I am and what I do? As this is a season of repentance and change, then maybe the most basic thing we need to do in this season of Lent is just to look at our baptismal vows and how they affect us and how they can be a starting point for us to repent and turn back to the gospel. If we are talking about dying to the world and rising in Christ, our, our vows become an essential statement that helps us understand how we would die to the world and how we would have a kingdom focus. The entry point through the kingdom, as I said, was our baptism. And if your devotion to the vows in baptism are a bit shaky, then let's take this time of Lent, let's take this season of Lent to strengthen them, to reinforce them, to reinforce you as a believer in the kingdom. If you have decided you are willing and committed to changing something about yourself so that you're closer to God, let's re-establish the primacy of these vows in your life. Dying to the world is an intentional action. We can go in autopilot and just do things and just be part of the world and not even see ourselves, as, not even see ourselves catching any thoughts that might show that we're different as Christians. Just as dying to the world is an intentional effort, so is rising in new life to Christ. It is an intentional thought, it is an intentional action. As sinners, our, our first action is always to look for, to do things in our own power or to do things without God. Our intentional action needs to be to turn to God and to allow Jesus to rule in our life. It's not easy to break off worldly, the worldly shackles, but in the gospel and in your life, here today, in this reflection, that's what I'm calling you to do. Leave the world behind and rise in new life. So that the vows that we say in our baptism permeate every part of our lives and so bring you the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. The Lord be with you.